Welcome to Pitmaster, an old Virginia Smoke podcast. I'm your host, Luke Darnell. While you're enjoying this podcast, please share it out on your social media and be sure to like the podcast on the service of your choice. It's Big 12 Tournament Week, one of my favorite weeks. I'm going to be going out to Kansas City to cook against eight other pitmasters representing Big 12 schools in several different port categories with Prairie Fresh. It's going to be a lot of fun against some great competition. So this week's podcast is is a short hitter, a topic-specific podcast, and it's very good. We get with Brad Leininger from Getting Basted, three-time KCBS Team of the Year, Jack winner, Memphis winner, and we talk about the one thing that separates the great from everybody else, and that is consistency, and we talk about how he achieves that and what he's looking for. So enjoy this podcast. We are here today with three-time KCBS Team of the Year, Brad Leininger from Getting Basted. How you doing, buddy? Doing good, man. Doing good. Fresh off my, uh, I should say, our Georgia ass-kicking, <laughs> our yearly Georgia ass-kicking. Right. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's one of those things. We look, I looked at Todd Smith after the after the wars, and I said, we know better, but we're still sitting here. Like, I don't understand why we're here, but. <laughs> well, I figure we need a little humility in our life, and uh, uh, that contest every year always deals it out to us. So um, uh, that's that's what I like to think. Anyway, it kind of keeps us humble. Right, that's what we get anyway. It, it, I think it's a good kick in the ass to get you motivated to do things the right way. <laughs> Absolutely. But outside of Georgia, and this is why I wanted to spend a few minutes with you today. Outside of Georgia, you have a consistency that goes from contest to contest that I think is pretty remarkable. Um, so I wanted to spend some, I think you're, and I think a lot of people agree with me that you're one of the most consistent cooks in history, probably in that you can, you can get your, your results to translate regardless of whether you have your trailer, whether you have your motor home, whether you have help, you can travel anywhere and you, can produce the same result, food-wise especially. What do you think are the major keys for that? Um, you know, it's kind of funny because I, I was on the phone with uh, Sterling Ball this, this morning, and we were talking about uh, uh, similar a similar thing. And I, I, I think, you know, experience uh, is always the best teacher. And, and I haven't always been that way. I mean, I've always had some success. But I think just, just cooking contests – and and getting to be where you know like it's funny because you cook a year and you're like man I don't know where the improvements are going to come next year and then your first contest rolls around next year and it's that much better and you're like man I thought I was cooking good food before but now I'm cooking really good food you know what I mean and I think it's just putting in the reps I think that's the only way that it can happen you know we've got a lot of things out there we got classes we got the barbecue league we've got uh, uh, you know a lot of things out there to learn how to cook but in order to do it consistently and to turn in stuff that's going to score that you know is going to score uh, everywhere week to week, it takes those reps and it takes putting in the miles. And I think, I, I you know, the fact that I've done that over the last few years really has translated to the consistency uh, that I'm able to achieve. How much of that is, do you think is a result of the products that you use in terms of like meats and traveling with the same meats is, do you think that that also allows for a lot of consistency? 
Well, I mean, I think knowing what you want to cook and then going out and finding the best product you can find is just important anywhere, right? If you're inconsistent in what you're cooking, the results are going to be inconsistent. So, so absolutely putting the time in before the contest uh, to really do the work and, and get the product that you know is going to turn out the way you want it to turn out. It, it, very key. And, and, and it's a key mental aspect too, you know, not going to a contest with subpar products, you know, going to a contest with a piece of, you know, with a brisket or, or with some pork or some ribs that you know can win and compete. Uh, it's a hundred percent part of it. And, and, you know, I always joke around the, you know, the old coach speak, uh, you know, you, you, you can't win a barbecue contest on Wednesday, but you can sure as hell lose one. So, and, and, and I truly do live by that. One of the things that I really marveled at this weekend, and I've seen you do it several times, and I make a lot of jokes about it, but it's, it is actually fascinating to me about how you can travel so lightly and still achieve a great product at the end. It, and I, I could tell in Walmart that you have a routine in Walmart when you're traveling and the things that you need to get. Yeah, and, and, you know, part of that is using stuff that you can find when you travel. But but a lot of it is I've become more consistent as I've simplified my, my program. So I use, you know, a lot of rubs are similar, right? A lot of sauces are similar. So I've just simplified myself into stuff that I can fit basically half of a suitcase. So I can pack an entire contest, you know, including, you know, sauces, rubs, uh, um, wrap ingredients, injections, all the tools that I need to do everything, you know, pots, pans, whatever that I can't buy at Walmart, I could fit in half of a suitcase. And I've just come around that over the years and, and just learned that. And I think we talked about this a little bit there in Georgia, that really, you know, as long as you're putting something on there, that's a good rub, you don't need 50 of them, right? Use one or two good rubs. You could, that same rub, you know, whether it's pork or a rib, why somebody would go out and think, xyz is good on pork but xyz can't work on ribs I, that doesn't make any sense to me right it's all a pig so you don't need to sit there and have a hundred different things and this nuanced stuff and oh man i've got to do this this and this man a couple of good rubs a couple of good sauces and then go out there and nail tenderness and know how to finish and and you're going to get the results that you want i mean there's a ton of good products out there doesn't matter what they are but you don't need a hundred of them Right. I And I agree with you. I think that our cooking has gotten better as we've gotten simpler in our recipe and less to think about, less to bring, eliminate variables. Do you think that you're, how, how much better do you think your food is right now than it was three years ago? Oh, it's, it's night and day right now. I mean, it, it, it's hard to explain, but one of these days, like I remember, you know, when, when I, when I first, you know, figured out pork. I was having success in pork, but I first figured it out and I, t- I tasted it and I handed it to Michael. I said, Michael, this is what we're trying to do every time. You know what I mean? This is what we're trying to, and, and I've got my thing where my food is now. It, it's, it's exactly where I want it to be. And I do, I sit there going into this year. It's like, okay, where's that improvement going to come from? And I am cooking, you know, and, and I, I had a pretty good year in 2018, if you remember, but I'm cooking so much better food now just just from those reps but the thing is everybody is i mean this this game and i think anybody that's doing it understands that that it, you know if you're if you're not advancing if you're not getting better you're getting left behind so my, my food is better uh than it was three years ago without a doubt but everybody's food is better and so you have to kind of stay ahead of that or you're going to get left behind and, and, and you're not going to be with a barbecue contest anymore 
yeah, everybody's gotten better. And I think that's because of the amount of information that's available to people, uh, whether it's through the advent of the barbecue league or videos from other places. I think there's a lot more information out there, which to me makes it more impressive in how you've maintained staying on top like that. This is repetitions, Luke. I mean, we were talking and, and, and you know, we kind of did a deep dive into barbecue data this morning with, with, with Sterling Ball. We're looking at like, like, okay, my first, you know, 60 to 70 contests, his first 60 to 70 contests. And I had a lot of success early, but what I did was, and I think a lot of guys are winning early. I cooked, you know, in that, in that 2012, 2013, 2014, you know, I cooked, 50 to 60 contests say 60 contests and I only had two or you know three or four wins and I had an opportunity to hone my craft and to get in there where I could get consistent right I could make mistakes I could learn and and if you look at Sterling Ball he had a very similar uh, trajectory to start his career out and it really wasn't until 2015 2016 going on in that I really kind of locked it in and what I think is you know you've got a lot of resources out there and you've got a lot of information out there, but right now I think it's extremely difficult to be able to go out there and hone your craft because of the price of barbecue, right? Like it's, you just look at the fact that in today's dollars, I, you know, I probably spent 60 or 70 grand. It's not like a, 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 a small amount, but that's what I had spent in today's dollars. You'd have to go out and spend 150 to 200 grand to get the kind of experience that I got in those first three or four years that I cooked. And I just don't know if that's practical anymore. And I think that's kind of a negative in the sport right now. Like, I don't know if somebody can do what I did uh, given the economics of barbecue right now, they'd have to have way more money and sense anyway, to give it a go. Right. And I think that's also, I think that's indicative of anything right now, just because everything's so more, much more expensive, but you're 100% correct and you know being able to jump in and cook 25 contests right out the bat right off out the gate I'm not sure that's feasible anymore yeah i mean in my 2014 man i cooked 32 contests and i won two of them you know i had four reserves and that's one the year that i really you know i put down more top 10s than than i didn't you know i put down i'd say probably 65 70% top 10s but that's really the year that i put in that I started developing my consistency, you know, from 2015 to 2022, that's really when I, when I've been consistent, but that 2014 year was critical. And, and given the fact that that year putting in 32 contests right now would probably cost me close to a hundred thousand dollars. You know, if you take in equipment, you take in everything else, man, I'm just not sure anybody can afford to do that. Right. I'm not sure anybody can afford to go out there and put those repetitions in that are key to getting to the level that, that some of the top guys are, uh, you know, without, without the, you know, getting divorced or going broke or, or, or whatever it is, man, because it, it, it's, uh, you know, and I think it's a problem. I mean, I think it's something that, that some of the sanctioning bodies, you know, be it Fred's or KCBS or whoever uh, needs to step up and solve and, and, and give some people some opportunity to hone their craft and, and get to a consistent level where I'm at uh, and, and having some success. Yeah, it's, it's definitely something they could look at changing. But speaking of changes, because of your consistency and where you are right now, what does it take for you to make a major change in your program? Oh, I, you know, it, it, it doesn't take. I know what's good. I know what wins. I know what doesn't win. So it doesn't really, you know, take me a big leap of faith to sit there and swing and do something right. I mean, I, I, I'll i try stuff. I'm, 
I'm so much more comfortable experimenting and, and trying new things right now because I know what the end product needs to be to go out on there. So like, like when I made a, a you know, sw- switch from, you know, start putting wings in the box last year, be a prime example, or started putting, you know, coming into the new pork rule, making a change on that. Like I'm extremely comfortable making those changes, Luke, just because I know at the end of the day, I think I have a pretty good idea what kind of barbecue wins. And I know that I can end up putting that in the box and, and, and editing myself down. So really for me to make a big swing, I don't even practice it. Like if I want to try something, I'll go out there and try it. And, 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 uh, uh, you know, try it for a few contests and, and figure out whether or not it's going to score or not. I mean, I've got an idea on brisket and I've been doing it and it worked really well in Houston. It's not working in KCBS for whatever reason. I've been running it for a little bit. I think it should, but, but me bashing my head up against it and saying something should work doesn't mean it's going to. So, you know, <laughs> I've given it a, I've given it a run at a few contests. I'll probably back off of that, but I, I, I'm absolutely willing to try new things. And I think you have to now, I think, you know, and, and, you know, I'll take the blame. A lot of this is, is my fault in, in classes in the barbecue league. I think the homogenization of barbecue gives you that opportunity to stand out a little bit uh, because they, they're, they are, the judges are getting so many of the same entries. So I don't think necessarily a little bit of going counter to that can, can have big dividends. Absolutely. And I'm a big fan of anyone or anything that can introduce some creativity into what we do. I think it's a big way to, one, like you said, differentiate, but also to keep things interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, uh, thank you very much. I love, love doing these quick little topic-specific uh, podcasts. They're a lot of fun. We'll yeah. probably have a lot more content coming out here in the next few days, don't you think? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think we got a... Uh... I think we got a Luke Darnell chicken tell-all coming out of the barbecue league. Everybody's going to want to check out uh, for sure. I know I'm excited to see it. <laughs> I, I I was excited to do it and uh, and to give people something a little bit different on there. But I'm sure we'll have a lot of TikTok and a lot of video content coming out of the Big 12 tournament this week. And uh, looking forward to seeing you out there, buddy. Yeah, man. Can't wait to see it. Uh, can't wait to see you down there. When are you coming in, by the way? I and, uh, leave. I leave today and get there tonight. So, awesome. Yep, I will. I will be there. I'm, I haven't decided if I'm going to get up early in the morning or leave tonight, but uh, hopefully, I can get out there tonight. If not, I'll see you first thing in the morning. Sounds good, bud. We'll see you tomorrow. All right, man. Take it easy. Thank you for listening to Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke podcast. Be sure to subscribe and like the podcast, rate the podcast, and to share it out with your friends. Also, be sure to check out the Old Virginia Smoke TikTok as well. Old Virginia Smoke, one word. That's all you have to search for. It's hilarious. Tune in next week for another great episode of Pitmaster. For companies interested in advertising, please contact Old Virginia Smoke directly via www.oldvirginiasmoke.com. Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke podcast, is edited by Chris Sedanka. Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke podcast, is a property of Old Virginia Smoke, LLC. All rights reserved. Copyright 2022.